Don't tell you give me so many warnings. I've just hit record and I was about to do the intro right there and you're chuntering away already. This is going horribly. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Bench Units Podcast. My name is Mark. I am joined by James and we are joined by the queen of content cutting and the, the source of James's editing PTSD, which is why he doesn't edit anymore. Welcome to Amy Conroy, who's going to try and give us more than half of an episode's worth of material this time. How's it going, Amy? There goes nothing. Um, I felt like that introduction could have been far worse, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for today. Great stuff. Okay, we're going to get into it very quickly. I have a couple of quick, uh, they're not really the lightning round we used to do, but we have a full um, set of questions I'm going to ask where you can only answer true or false, Okay. Okay, hit me. Okay, true or false, you once had to have a full night in a hotel because it took you so long to make a cup of tea. Uh, oh, 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 true. True. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, well, James, any start. follow-ups or do we just crack uh, on with that? I can only have a follow-up that gets answered by true or false, so I'm not going to bother <laughs> to ask you about this later. Okay, fine. You've got a good name with these, I can already tell. Okay. I think it's I think it's absolutely hilarious to not follow up. So I'm just gonna <laughs> okay, leave it. okay, next. You um true. True, but can I explain? No. I, okay. Amy, don't bother explaining. You've just sworn and admitted to a crime, so we're going to cut this bit out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> sorry. Okay, ask it again. No. <laughs> so it would still be admitting to a crime. Um, okay, last one. True or false? <laughs> Down is disabled, tired, and stressed. <laughs> Slander. I did no such thing. But true. True, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, so. None of this can stay. So this is just for your own benefit, Mark. I love this. <laughs> Why can this not stay? This can stay. This is fine. Um, okay, cool. Makes me look like an absolute simpleton, but I'm happy for it well, to stay. That kind of... We have discussed already. So also, it's really funny to cut the bit out, but keep this in. <laughs> right. Um, Welcome to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is all going to have to go, but this has been great so far. Right, okay. Um, okay, so you've been on before many moons ago, post-trip to Slovenia and whatever <laughs> excuses you made up not to come on. Yep. Um, so we're going to build this episode around, around the questions we've had because we've had so many questions. Yeah, so question, it's, been, it's been a really, really positive response. There's some weird stuff, obviously, as well, which we'll get positive. to at some point. But yeah, like more questions for this one than I think any other one. Oh, definitely. By my, the questions we got on Instagram actually came up with the button that said see all and you had to like go onto a different page to see them in a list. So that's more than we've ever had because I didn't know Instagram did that. Um, so this can open us up. So Tom Smith, our beloved Tom Smith, has asked, how would you introduce yourself to a new listener? Um, about me? Um, yes. A quote. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking... <laughs> Oh God, this is going so badly already. Um, a quote that um, was described by me recently, or to, of me, was that um, someone who unfortunately was quite a big deal said they'd never met someone with so much enthusiasm for attempting things they're quite clearly incompetent at. And you said that summing up nicely, so I'll stick with that. <laughs> I'm not proud. Who was it? I love that. I can't wait to find out who this was afterwards. That's amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Um, so that's Amy, everybody. So like I say, you've been here a long time ago. I can't remember exactly when it was. Late 2018, maybe? So we're getting on. Probably, yeah. God, we've been... Oh, that was a good year. This thing's... Been... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> this thing's been going on going on a long time. I didn't realise we'd been running for more than three years at this point. That's kind of mad. Um, we did take several. We've probably taken at least a year and a half in breaks in total. True. Um, let's <laughs> That's not, so funny. That's not, not even control. taking breaks anymore when you just can't control like <laughs> consistency. That's just not trying hard enough. Well, yeah, that does sound like us. Um, like me. So, so <laughs> when you're old and working, uh, sorry, we're gonna jump in. So, the reason you're here is because we basically wanted to branch out a little bit from always talking to people who are at new teams or new clubs and seeing what that's like. And we wanted to chat to you because you've obviously been doing some stuff other than basketball recently. Um, talking to basketball players and wanted to talk to you. Wanted to, branch out, <laughs> wanted to branch out from talking to our friends to talking uh, to our friends. We have options. I'll take it. Um, so, yeah, we kind of wanted to, to hit the ground running on this. You obviously competed in Tokyo and then have decided to take a break since then. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your kind of Tokyo experience and ultimately why it was or when you decided that you were going to take a bit of a break from the national team program? Um, I think it's safe to say that Tokyo did not go very well for us as a team. Um, for me personally, I did not do a good job. We came seventh. Um, and I'd never taken a break before. I've been playing for 11 years. It kind of been my life. And I just thought it'd be healthy to just stop for a bit, get some perspective, try new things. Um, yeah, there's not much deeper than that, really. Fair enough. So you I didn't know how much I didn't like... even ask that. I didn't know what to say. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that, that's, um, that's a good answer. And I didn't know how serious I guess... it was, like down mental health route. My dad had obviously been really poorly throughout Tokyo in the lead up to it. Um, had a WAP operation. He was in a freaking coma um, at the beginning of Tokyo. So that wasn't ideal. And I guess it was just a bit exhausting. Um, and I also made a bucket list a few years ago and um, started attending to that and polishing that off oh, <laughs> post-Tokyo. Well, that actually links back into a question we're going to get to okay. a, a little bit later. But um, yeah, Not everything that we were asked is bad. Every time you mention questions, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> So have you found in the however many months, three, four, five months since you've taken a little break, have you have, have you found any sort of, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. Like, you found have you found a balance in your life that might not have previously been afforded to you as an elite athlete? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think for a while... I th- Basketball is a very te- intense world, as you know, and um, it takes over your life a lot. And there's a lot of highs, but a lot of lows. And that was all I did for a while. Um, and so I don't think I had great perspective with it. And just taking a break, um, I just feel really happy and I love basketball again. And I wasn't for a while, but I just thought, oh, well, I've got nothing else to do. And I love the phrase, what well, you're not changing, you're choosing and that you're accountable for your happiness. So it was up to me to just be like, OK, well, either suck it up and carry on, but don't complain about it or make something else happen so that's been the last few months some magic but some tragic stories (laughs) followed but stories and stories about different things as well like 
yeah, you kind of you stepped off the roller coaster for a little bit. It's not just a case of get to September or get to sometime in the summer, play a tournament, win or lose, take a couple of weeks off, and then just start preseason again. That probably might have been nice for once. And sometimes it's just like getting through it. I've been injured for ages, and I'm just like, we'll just get through this, then get through that, and that's not the way you want to spend your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your injury's been... I don't know if it's recurring at this point or if it just is what it is, but your injury has been going on probably like two, three years now. Christ, yeah, it was a whopper. Last time you did the podcast, I think, was around that time. Like it was that season that we all played together at Sheffield. Yeah. I spent months trying to learn to straighten my arm again. That was (laughs) was fun. Great times. (laughs) So when you say you love basketball again now as a result of your whatever whatever it's been, five months off? Since September, four, six months off getting on. What's been... Three? Oh, yeah. I counted September as way, way back than it was. Four months on. So have you had have you had a moment, be it watching the rest of the women at the Europeans or just like getting back to training on your own or anything like that that's kind of got the candle burning again? Or do you think you just... Did, did anything happen that made, made you realise that you were ready to get back to it, basically? It did feel really sad and weird not being at Europeans. I didn't quite know how to approach it, with how many games to watch, how much to message. Um, I don't know what it was. Um, I guess it's quite a competitive environment, isn't it? People fighting for spots yeah. and minutes and just taking a break, playing with a different team who are lovely, but just haven't haven't dedicated their lives to it, so haven't trained as much. Um, I don't know, individual sessions, I guess, as well. Just remembering why I love it, putting in headphones and doing stuff that I want to do rather than getting up at five in the morning to push up ramps in the rain like we used to do with Miles. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you, you sound better suited for an individual sport. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, God. <laughs> we're going to see you playing tennis or anything sometime soon. I mean, if I could learn to run, I would like to try that. Do you want to talk about learning to run? Because you've been on with that relatively recently, haven't you? Um, it was on this bucket list I made to try and find sponsorship, shamelessly slide into LinkedIn DMs, buy a blade leg and learn to run. Um, but my running is not impressive at all at the moment. <laughs> at all. It's flailing. <laughs> Slower than walking, I think. <laughs> not that you'd know. Either of you. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> Good one. Um, you got us. Yeah. You're- this is the episode where me and Mark actually just confront our disabilities and the insecurities around it. <laughs> Imagine if that's what this turned into. Just yeah, let's all just share thing. our biggest fears <laughs> and insecurities. Let's not do that. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible episode. Um, so you've been in London and we've had, I think probably our most common question we've had has been, how are you finding London? Do you enjoy it? But one we had, I think, again, from Tom Smith was, how are you finding the transition from professional athlete into kind of other careers? Because you've obviously been doing bits and pieces with modeling and whatnot, and you disappeared randomly on a cruise ship a while ago, (laughs) um, whatever your job was on that. Um, So yeah, I guess to Tom's, to answer Tom's question, how has the transition period been from kind of athlete to other jobs? Um, I think everyone always says that the transition out of being out of elite sport is tough because you're used to kind of, I don't know, it is a whole world. And once you step outside, it's very different. Um, maybe it would have gone smoother if I did more planning, but as you know, it pretty much was. I want to live in London. 
rented somewhere straight away. It turns out it was an hour away from anything. <laughs> then had a day to find somewhere else. So went on spare room, moved to central London with five random women. Um, so it's all been kind of very last minute and spontaneous. Um, so I, I feel like it could have gone a bit smoother, but uh, <laughs> I've loved it. It's very fast paced in London. That's probably the biggest difference. Yeah. Would you, having now, having done it, would you have any advice for, there's probably a lot of current athletes listening to this, anyone who's looking to either transition out of elite sport or even take a break for a while, like, Obviously, you've you've just said you didn't plan anything. I assume planning it would be a good idea, but yeah, have, you, have you learned anything else that you might pass on as a piece of advice? Um, such a good question. I mean, I went in with the motto of just saying yes to things and going for it, whether it was out of my comfort zone or not. Hence how I ended up going on that uh, date with a 70-year-old man from the tube. I didn't know it was a date. I thought it was a business meeting. Turned up in a blazer with shoulder pads. Um <laughs> But yeah, just going for things. And if it's a flop, it's better to try it. Um, and then laugh about it afterwards than just think, what if? I feel like if you've got an itch, go and scratch it. Otherwise, it'll always be in the back of your head and you'll be like wondering. Um, but I've just been quite shameless with it. Not much dignity. Like if I liked someone's vibes in London, I was just like, oh, do you want to be friends? Which I feel isn't that acceptable after the age of 12, but seems to be working. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So your advice no is... No pride needed. Your advice Just is go for things. Go like, why not? Strangers. Don't overthink it. Back go to- for it, but please be safe. <laughs> please, <laughs> yeah. please be safe. I sent my location to Gabby, I think, when I did that. Okay. I thought it was a business meeting, in my defence, and I thought it was normal to make friends on the tube. Apparently not. I cannot imagine you in... Well, I think... I've not spent a lot of time on the tube, but I think London in general and the tube specifically is like meant to be a hostile place where people only operate with the intention of getting where they're going. I can't imagine anyone fitting in there less than you. <laughs> but looking around me like, hey, who here wants to be pals? Oh like, God, I sound like, like the worst. <laughs> walking up to strangers with like headphones on on the way to work, like it's your first day of school. Yeah. And like, hey, do you want to be friends? With my giant rucksack. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I heart t-shirt t- London t-shirt <laughs> I heart t-shirt London's thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy you an I heart t-shirt t-shirt for your next birthday or Christmas or something <laughs> I'm not but sure <laughs> so you're in London because uh, you've been following up your business opportunities and friendships with strange men by the sounds <laughs> of it um you're based there, I think you're based there originally, weren't you? Because there's this professional women's league being set up. It's going to be the first one ever in uh, the UK. And you've signed with the London team. And I think your guys' league gets going in like a couple of weeks, doesn't it? Is that right? Two weeks, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think the first game of the league is next week on BBC. Oh. Are you excited? Yes. Are you guys playing? No. Oh, you're not. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Um so yeah, you. I guess women have been playing kind of in the professional leagues everywhere for the last however many years. And then you've been to Port Torres yourself and done the whole kind of pro basketball lifestyle. How are you feeling about the whole uh, professional league here in the UK versus kind of that other stuff or those other experiences that might be out there? Um, I mean, I did a lot of interviews when the uh, whole women's league was announced and that excitement was very authentic and genuine. I was incredibly excited. It hasn't gone quite 
how I thought it was going to go, if I'm honest. Um, I don't think any team got any international signings. Um, sure. But the I think the potential of it could be incredible. The fact that it's the first women's league, like our university, the London one, it's the first franchise I've ever built into. And for that to be a disabled sport and a female sport, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's so, massive. Yeah. Like, I think that's the thing at the minute. It is, as you say, it is only UK-based uh, female wheelchair basketball players playing in the league as far as I'm aware if anyone knows any different they can correct me but it's so it's basically a four team women's league which was already a thing however it is structurally set up to expand and obviously it comes in hand with female wheelchair basketball athletes being able to sort of get some sort of support through the universities they're based in and stuff so it's obviously it's it's a step up from the women's league and they say it's professional i don't know how financially i don't know how all that works but then being tied to universities would mean a certain level of support and whether that be academic or athletically i think that's cool and although it's just four teams at the minute um yeah it could be something i guess I hope so. I really want to buy into it. I'm looking for sponsorship for our team and trying to organise a celebrity uh, game. Although currently the celebrities I'm looking at um, could potentially beat us, which wouldn't be the awareness that we're looking for. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, no. Yes, not ideal. Um, well, at least you've put that out there. For <laughs> That's hilarious. I would love that, that so much. Well, actually, we've got a big new signing. My sister. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys not over points? else plays for you (laughs) so if it's just you if it's you and your sister is Mm -hmm. she because i think you sent me a video of your sister shooting a free throw when you said you had a hot new signing yep so who's got the actual good basketball genes in the conroy family is it you or her um she uh she will be good we spent a lot of christmas going over what a triple switch is and a pick using quality street so she's got a fantastic coach, if I say so myself. Um, I don't know how the game's going to go. I mean, in what sport, really, would you have a team which are all GB players, so Loughborough, against a team of people, you know, who kind of hadn't sat in their chair for a few years? Or well, my sister, who has never played. So it, it's intriguing how it's going to go. Yeah. Will we score basket? Will we not? Edge of a seat? Who knows? Yeah. Well, there's going to be one uni, I guess, in the same way that the league sort of set out the last couple of years when everyone was based in Sheffield that the Steelers ended up being the strongest club team in the country for a couple of years, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's kind of just happens, I guess, organically. I don't know. Obviously Loughborough was the place of choice for people. It has a a good reputation as a uni, I guess for sports and yeah, stuff like that was always going to happen, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Some of the games are going to be, odd yes <laughs> I, I, just love, I, I, I really want it to be good i just love the idea of you drawing out plays with quality street and i'm being like uh no that that toffee penny just called the referee a name twice he's been sent <laughs> off <laughs> two technicals he's been Aww. ejected i have to eat this <laughs> she kept referring to her triple switch as her being a triple threat and it's like oh honey no you're not that yet <laughs> oh no In anyway shape or form <laughs> oh no so, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, have, you, have you seen <laughs> that just reminded me of you've seen the like 
people playing it, um, playing, I can't remember what game it was at, at halftime of an NBA game. And someone just keeps messing it up with the commentators like, oh no, oh Grace, oh Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. But anyway. We're, we're way off topic here. It still but. keeps giving me a heart attack. Okay. Do you want to switch seats? Yeah, can we? That, that would be great audio for everybody. Oh. We'll have to cut this. <laughs> no, it's all right. We don't need to cut Don't it. comment on how warm it is. I'll, 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 I'll stall. Who would have thought that it would have been me derailing things in a podcast with Amy Conroy? I don't Anyone who listened to the last one and this one? Sit where I was sat, oh. moron. Okay, yeah, this is probably going to have to get cut. I ran, out of, I ran out of information. You can't really stall when you're not in front of a live audience. No. You can't really be like, so guys, how's your day going? <laughs> Oh, I could have just taken like a mindfulness minute and just been like, everyone, close your eyes in through your nose, out through your mouth, but with you guys oh. rustling around in the background. Everyone, I'm going to do this. <laughs> you just sit, <laughs> sit silently for a minute and be like, right, we're back to it. I imagine everyone, we're going to have a mindfulness minute, just silence, and then me being like, well, I feel great now. <laughs> yeah. A mindful, or telling everyone to take a mindfulness minute and us just like going to grab a drink and then going back. <laughs> Or like crunching crisps really loudly or something terrible like that. This bit can stay in. This has been good stuff. This, we'll write this down under future ideas. Um, so anyway, back to the world of relevance. Post intermission. Yeah. So we kind of spoken about the league and stuff. And for yourself individually, you spoke about your blade and you've landed a sponsorship. I can't remember how long ago now with AXA that's been your personal sponsor. Um, so this is like a pretty big deal. Not that many wheelchair athletes get individual sponsorships of this, like this size of company, I guess. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been doing for AXA and kind of what the, I guess, what the highlights have been involved with a company like that? Are? I feel like you're being polite and no one would care, but I'll no. briefly say, um, again, it was when I was trying to, I was having a lot of issues with my leg. And I was thinking, instead of whining about it, I'm going to go out and try and buy one myself. But they are hefty money. So um, I uh, just messaged a few people on LinkedIn, shamelessly, asked for like 10 minutes of their time, got it from the head of sponsorship at AXA. And then I guess it went okay. He introduced me to his boss and then the CEO. And then we signed quite a cool contract. Um, and I'm so awkward at negotiating money. So at first I was like, no, don't worry, I'll do it for free. It's fine. I just like your values. Um, and now that's kind of led on to kind of absolute imposter syndrome, but leading talks with their CEO at leadership conferences. And I think we're collabing with the Liverpool men's football team with Paddy McGuinness. It's quite a random crew. Well, they're all cool. And it's like, well, who's this chick? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. I love the idea that you uh-huh. went out looking for money and then as soon as you got slightly flustered, you were like, don't worry, I'll do it for free. Well, I was just thinking, <laughs> yeah, I want right. someone to sponsor the leg and then you end up just be like, it's all right, you just get the foot, I'll do the rest of it. Yeah, I don't know who it was. I just panicked. But again, it's the whole, everyone has imposter syndrome, just back yourself and go for it shamelessly. Slide into those DMs on LinkedIn, people. Would you say you still have imposter syndrome or is this meant that you, do you believe in yourself more now because you've made it happen once? Um... No, but I will go for it. And then as I'm doing it, I'm thinking, oh, good God, what am I doing here? I don't belong. But then I still kind of do it anyway. I mean, the first talk I did, it was, there was a big audience and I literally introduced myself and then froze and just stood there like an absolute melon. And it was really embarrassing. And in my head, it was just like, say anything. You're not saying anything. Good God, woman, you're still not saying anything, anything at all. And it felt like it went on ages. Um, 
So, and that was a lot of pressure. They paid me a lot of money for that, and that's what I gave them. So, do you have um, any confirmation of how long you were actually frozen? Because I feel like that you you might have been like this was about three hours, and it was like six seconds. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it felt it felt like three hours. Um, I feel like someone probably would have saved me. I hope and brought me off stage, but uh, yeah, probably about six seconds, and then it was fine. <laughs> but um, you get back on the man. horse. I can just imagine them unpacking and like turning all the lights off and taking all the like the stage down around you as you're just still so there like uh, like they'd take the microphone out of your hand right out (laughs) worst case you could pretend to faint that would be that would save you wouldn't it that's quite a smart idea I think that's probably a slightly I would say the better course of action would be to just saddle up and get on with your speech rather than pretending to faint (laughs) I think I just said sorry I'm really nervous this is my first time so uh to jump back a little bit we i can't remember if i mentioned this to you before we came on or not but we had a brief dig in your direction when we recorded last week because we were talking about the fallout of the euros and how the girls won silver or i guess forfeited their way to silver but won silver Um, one silver like you you forfeited gold yeah Um, so my initial question was is it you've been to i don't know how many europeans now if you don't count this most recent one, it's probably five or six euros you've oh, been to. God knows, yeah, a few. So you've got... The question is, does it suck to suck? No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, it's embarrassing to drag the whole team down. <laughs> dead weight. Well, yeah. That's mark it is. Well, I guess so. What, what was it like watching those guys get all the way to the final without you being there, I guess was the question, because you guys have spent a lot of years laying groundwork and you obviously got your silver at, Worlds, and then I think at the Europeans in 2019, you got silver then as yes. well. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, so has it been? Is it encouraging? I guess to see the standard not dropping with you not there. Like, were you proud to see the girls get silver, or was it like? Oh my god, of course I was. Was it yeah. like? Was it like? Damn, we could have got gold if I'd stuck around and we hadn't forfeited the game. Oh no, I I had no idea how I was going to feel. I thought, God, maybe I'm going to be a little bitter mess watching them <laughs> and rooting for them to miss, but and obviously not. Um, oh, of course I was proud of them, especially the kind of the newer ones, Jade and Lucy. That's what I was going to say. Did any of the newer players stick out and impress you, or were they all? Active, if you yeah. don't, if you don't want to. Sorry. No, I choose if you don't want to take sides. Well, too late, I just did. <laughs> so, <laughs> should have been more. What's it like? That, what's it like that they're one for one in pursuit of silvers, and you're about one for seven? Are or you eight quite at finished point? yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you should thank me for all the enjoyment you get at our annual humiliation against the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we enjoy it. <laughs> you get enough enjoyment mocking me for it. Um, Maybe those days are over. Maybe they're not. So. I guess that leads. <laughs> Time will tell. That leads us to the question going forward: Are you on the comeback now after the women's team have qualified for the World Championships? Are you taking longer on your break, or are you on the way back in for the world? I'm not. I am coming back. I'm motivated and really enjoying basketball for the first time in years, <laughs> if I'm honest. Which sounds really sad to say, awesome. um, as obviously everyone. I don't know. With the social media age, everyone wants to come across as being happy and thriving. And I was not. Is that what we're meant to be doing? Huh? Is that what we're all meant to be doing? Be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Or seeming happy. Yeah, you're meant to look like you are. So if you if people didn't know already, they heard it here first. Crying in the bath. I've never done that. Everyone's done that. Stop it. Maybe a shower, but like everyone's done it. Um so yeah, you're 
ramping up to get back to the World Championships, which is in November. So you've got nearly a full calendar year at this point of ramp up time to get back in. What do you see the training program being like with obviously you guys aren't centralized in Sheffield anymore and all that stuff. How do you think the prep's going to go for this as opposed to what it's been in the past? As a team or individually? Kind of everything, I guess. Oh, uh, As a team, I have no idea. I've not heard anything from the program and I don't think any of us know how <laughs> it's going to look. Are you sure you're invited back in? Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, these questions might be around. Yeah, imagine if everyone else knew. Oh. <laughs> um, if you do, don't tell me. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, and personally, well, I have years I haven't been able to train properly. Like going into Tokyo, I wasn't even, I couldn't even do like a full length of the court <laughs> in prep. So it was never going to end well, was it? So I'm looking forward to being able to control things a bit better now because it'll be my fault if I'm, well, it is anyway, rubbish, but, but at least I can try and work hard to do something about it. But I, Are, I have no idea. Yeah. We've got good facilities, but... Yeah. Do you feel injury-free? Do you feel recovered? Was the time off good for that? Or um, do you not know because you haven't... I haven't done enough to know. I think um, our coach has signed us up for a friendly game against Titans Prem. Um, so that'll be okay. horrible, I assume. <laughs> no offence to us, but... Um, so I'll let you know then whether I still love basketball or if I'm going to retire again. <laughs> That's that's not a good barometer for that. I don't think that will help you find out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I guess in general, away from maybe how intense the training might get, do you feel like your injuries, is your injury kind of picking up and, you know, back to what it was or is it just something you have to manage at this point? I, for the last few years, I've been having to manage it. And I think if I have to continue, then I won't carry on just because... That's not who I want to be, being able to only do certain trainings and you can't get extra shots up. Like, what? Well, there's not much point. If you can't train super hard yeah. to be good, then it's, yeah. I don't want to just average just, seventh place, you know. Do you, I, think, reach a, I think for um, for people who probably didn't listen back then, or I, I assume, because we podcasted a few years back prior to training, so I assume that was before your injury. So for anybody who doesn't actually know, do you want to, tell people what happened injury-wise because we've referenced it a lot, but I don't know how much people know. Stinking Lewis Edwards happened. That's what happened. <laughs> it, no, it was no his fault. Um, we were there. I think I just got clipped from behind. Yeah, I was going quite fast and then fell weird and then it got run over as it was bent like that and just ruptured everything. You're saying, from the elbow, the capsule. You're saying it. You're talking about your arm. because you just, Oh, I'm looking you're... at myself in the camera like... <laughs> Yeah, Amy, Amy did that thing that people do on podcasts where they point every so often. Oh, you guys hate me, don't you? <laughs> no, it's very well, not for this. Um, yeah, so just ruptured all of it. Um, couldn't kind of straighten it, couldn't take my bra off, couldn't cook. Sorry, I shouldn't have said the word bra. <laughs> but that's bra. Um, and it's that like, was, yeah, so yeah. That, was quite, that was quite scary because I was... I think I was still trying to drive to your house and I shouldn't have been driving. Like it was, I felt quite alone. I was living alone and it was just a scary injury. So I was down to two limbs and that I couldn't put my leg on. That was a bit stressful. Three out of four limbs is all right. I, I, go on. I remember my dad came to watch that game. He came over to Sheffield to visit for the first time. And I remember he's a, he's a GP. And, uh, I remember him watching it, seeing you fall. And I was like, talking to him after the game he's like yeah that's that's gonna be real bad <laughs> like i don't know the specifics but like that's not 
fine at all. Oh. Um, I was very vague, obviously, but like speaking to a doctor and just being, being like, no, bad news. Yeah. I remember I told your your national team coach at the time that and he was like, why did you tell me that? At least <laughs> if I waited till I had to find out, I, had, I, I could live in ignorance for like a day, but... Oh. <laughs> I think I thought it was fine. I was like, this is quite painful. But I joined the bench. I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I think I started uh, crying and got sent off to any <laughs> dignified <okay>. exit. <laughs> I, I actually remember as it happened, because we were down, we were down already, right? Because it was the it was that stretch of the season where Ben hadn't come back yet because he was um post-surgery still. He had his surgery, hadn't he? And then we found out on the day that I think Harry wasn't there one of the kids wasn't well or something maybe um and then so we started our usual starters minus harry and then you hurt yourself about a minute and a half in and we had to put will bonner in for you i remember you sitting next to me on the bench we like got a semi decent lead up and i was like just think how well we'll be smashing it when you come back in for will thinking that you'd like have to shake your arm off and then you'd be fine. And it's like, it's insane to look at that. And I was like, Hey, give her five minutes and she'll be all right. And oh, this is like three years later. And oh, we're talking God. about managing this thing. It's if, if you had to try to shake your arm off at the, at that point, you would have actually shaken it off. Yeah. It would have been <laughs> it was well, a whopper. One of the, um, the other thing I remember from that is probably a few weeks after where we didn't even, I still don't think we really knew how bad it was, or at least if you did, you hadn't told anybody. And you had to give me a lift from wherever we'd been <laughs> back to, it was back to here because we just moved in, and you gave me a lift with a pot on your arm and you were like trying to maneuver your steering wheel with your potted arm. And it was like, <laughs> I literally had to like jump out of your car and go in the house to be sick because oh. it was like turbulence in you a car. sat in head silence the whole time. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Man. Sorry. But... Uh, so I guess that, like you say, your arm is just what it is at this point and will probably be defining, you know, kind of the rest of your career in terms of how much more you can put in and realistically expect to get out. But if you're back for, you know, if you're giving this World Championships a run, then obviously we really hope that you can be back ramping up to full training and everything like that and you can help the girls get another silver at the hands of the Dutch, I guess. You, I was about to. <laughs> um, that was almost sweet. Yeah, it was. Um, do we have anything else or shall we hit the mountain of questions that we will and won't read out? Um, no, I've got, I've got nothing that, nothing that kind of isn't covered by questions, I guess. Yeah, this has been so, a very question heavy. Um, so yeah. you might want to cut this out, but that's when we first became friends, James, when you were giving me pep talks. That's fine. That. that was really that's, sweet. That's, that's, that's fine. You don't need to oh. cut this out. At what point are we going to have to cut out the bits of this episode that are us like in real time coaching Amy about what to not say to get stuff cut out? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of around the point that we got a little bit closer as friends, which was nice, just like struggling together. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay. So we'll move on to questions and will I vaguely don't Uh, don't be too vague i would say okay so yeah we got a load of questions and we're gonna read some of them out and some of them we're not going to bother because uh there were some that were a little bit weird slash disrespectful slash praying a little bit too much and yeah, yeah so if you don't hear your question 
and maybe think about why we didn't read it out if you were being weird towards Amy or anything like that we're not going to bother because we don't we don't want to give you the time of day so we have just keep the questions respectful and not creepy and stuff in future especially towards female guests because there's no surprise that that's when the questions skew towards weird yeah we we should probably say we've spoken about the questions that we aren't going to read out and have like come to an agreement between ourselves i think we've run them by you at this point but obviously if you're sending questions in think about it from our angle of we need to keep getting guests on here because guests bring the listens in and we one way that we are surely going to scare guests off is by just reading any old crap that gets sent out so yeah if you like james said keep it real i guess and as you would speak to a normal human keep it respectful uh don't ask women weird questions on the internet and <laughs> certainly don't ask us to ask women weird questions <laughs> on the internet like your dirty work well, well that's the it's... sound bite for this episode if nothing else were they oh god no nothing was mean they were all just no, all just uh, all very respectful but probably just uh, some creepier weird stuff that wasn't really relevant to your basketball career or what you've been doing in the last three months. And we kind of just want to keep it. Yeah. Keep it on track. basically. Yeah, marriage proposal. So, uh. <laughs> right. Okay. So exactly. very first question is from an account called Amy Conroy 10. And it says slander. Also not sure how to. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything, anything to say to that one? Uh, I still don't know how to share it. Okay, sorry. fair enough. Well, okay. Mark didn't uh, tag you. Oh, yeah, I didn't. No, you can't. That one's on me. That's not your fault. <laughs> but, but that was funny. Uh, it's been a slow start to the questions. <laughs> okay, so this is from an account called The Official Elite, and it says, how are you always so happy? But you have previously talked about crying in the bath, so maybe we need to balance this one out. <laughs> he keeps it strictly to the bath, and then as soon as she's out of there, it's gone. <laughs> So yeah, how, Is that are, you, a genuine how are you always so happy? Yeah. Um, God, if, are we getting deep with this? I guess from a young age, um, my well, my mum got cancer when I was younger. And so as she was dying, it was just kind of me, my sister and my dad. And I kind of learned from a younger age that um, kind of when things are a bit sticky, sometimes you have just got to, it doesn't sound good with mental health, but just kind of get on with it and see the positive side and not kind of have pity parties as such and complain about it all the time because that doesn't get you anywhere. So um, I guess I got it from then. And then that year in hospital was a bit awful when I had chemo. And again, it could have been a write-off, but my dad is the most ridiculously positive man and he is my hero. I don't know if I've ever mentioned him to you. I, um, I, I rave about I, him. I have a much higher opinion of your dad than I have as of you. I, as I've, do I. I've, I've never met him. <laughs> I've just heard the good bits. And I think he's just taught me a lot about mindset and kind of as awful as tough times are, you know they're going to pass. Um, stick it out as best as you can. And then kind of the strength you get after it kind of is a, it's going to be with you for life. And it's a chance to be proud of yourself. And that I got through that. I can get through anything type thing and hype talk yourself. Um, and I guess gratitude is a good thing to just focus on the good parts rather than always focusing on what you haven't got or lost. Um, or maybe I'm just a simpleton and that's why. But I do genuinely feel kind of happy with life <laughs> no I I think you've kind of thought your way around all of this I don't think we could put this down as ignorance I think yeah. <laughs> you've kind of considered all of that and really 
put a lot into how you think about life and how you go about it. And yeah, I was going to try and ask you a question to get some sort of mindset related stuff out of you at some point later, but you've just done it there. So thank you. So on to the next one, I guess this is semi-related because you've talked about your time in hospital, but this is from an account called Pete Ski. And it says, how do you develop acceptance of disability? I have CP and I find it hard. That's not me. Yeah, no, that, but that's, that's, it breaks my heart. Well, for ages I didn't and I was so self-conscious. And I mean, I left hospital. You've seen pictures and I was a state <laughs> and kind of I was bald and I had kind of braces and glasses and big fat face from steroids and one leg and a big old wheelchair. I couldn't even fit in the school classrooms because of my chair. So I had to sit in a special room. Um, and at first I was really happy and like, oh God, I'm so grateful to be alive. And then I realised that I didn't look like everyone else. And I started feeling so painfully self-conscious and would hide my leg always in kind of giant flares and jeans on the beach. I used to play in jeans and my leg. <laughs> I used to wear them on the beach, sweating away. And um, and I nearly didn't play basketball because old Gary Peel, the old coach, was like, if you want to be good, you're going to have to take your leg off. And it was my dream to play for GB, but I was just like, absolutely not. I can't let anyone see I've got my leg. So I think <laughs> I feel for people when they say that just because I think it's something everyone goes through. And what accepting it was the like when you say about Gary saying that to you was the like a flashbulb moment where you're like okay it's kind of now or now or never or is it something you still struggle with to a lesser extent um I mean um when he started to take my leg off I um cried to my dad and said I wanted to go home and this was not an acceptable age I think I was (laughs) about 16 so he still mocks me to this day about this as he should (laughs) and did one of those dad chats like well this is your dream this is what you talk about now's your chance you might not get another opportunity um and then so I was like fine but I was bitter about it and so scared and then obviously the moment I took my leg off no one cared because everyone had missing bits and people you know what might be an insecurity to you I think most people wouldn't blink twice about it and then that just made me think I'm not going to waste my time being self-conscious about this. And yeah. now, even it wasn't many years ago that I would still get embarrassed, kind of like at a swimming pool or taking my leg off. So it's definitely a journey. But um, yeah. it's always harder when you see someone else being self-conscious and you're like, you've got no reason to be. And yeah, sometimes it's yeah. tougher when it's yourself. Yeah, I think that's a thing consistently. People are like excellent at giving advice to other people but maybe wouldn't take it themselves or they're like more compassionate and empathetic towards other people than they are towards themselves and I think being able to turn that around inwards is a massive massive thing I think something that stuck out to me there is you saying like you were very nervous about taking your leg off then you took it off and you were like oh yeah of course this doesn't matter I'm in a room full of people with other disabilities and not that it does matter if you're in a stadium full of able-bodied people but I think that's something I always bring up my first time playing wheelchair basketball like I'd grown up as a kid in a, in a wheelchair and it was weird that going into the room full of kids in wheelchairs was the first time I ever stopped seeing disability if that makes sense like yeah. I think that's 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 interesting the way you said that because that immediately made me think of made me think of myself because I'm a massive narcissist but yeah <laughs> I'd like to bring everything back to me <laughs> I, love how I was like I have to bring this back to me and then back to me being a narcissist <laughs> <laughs> wicked um okay so you mentioned your bucket list that you're working your way through at the moment and this is from Ayaka and she asks what adventures and challenges are on your lifetime to-do list or bucket list 
Um, I recently crossed off, I think, the last thing on my bucket list. So I need to make a new one. Was that the date with the 70-year-old man? No, it was not. It was, it was meeting David Mitchell, actually, the love of my life. <laughs> 54-year-old man. Is he? Uh, mm. Roughly, probably. Um, was it to talk to strangers on the tube? Do you want to tell us about your friendships with these fairly well-to-do comedians? Because that's pretty cool. We've not touched on it yet. Um, I, I guess... If you want. Sorry? If you want, actually, no, definitely do. I love who were like, do you want to tell us about this? Like, please do. Yeah. Um. I don't. Oh. Um. Adam Hills. That started as I had a rage and crush on him. Um. That's a man. <laughs> and yeah. And then I don't know if you guys, well, you will have done, seen that clip during the China game, massive game, semi-final, and I get hit in the head, and I'm a failing mess, Ooh, fall out. Good point. Well, yeah. actually, yep. when we when we post the soundbite for this, we'll include that clip as well. Wonderful. And can I just say, like. You're so unlucky to be the more hilarious part of a highlight that involves an air ball. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> someone air balls a three quite short and it hits you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, the abuse Ben Fox gave me for that, he's got a clip that I would say just as bad. Is that when Pat hits me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, back, back to the you. So, you and Adam Hills had a rivalry turned friendship over that clip because they played that repeatedly on the last leg. I don't know if it's friendship. It's probably me fangirling him. Well, I hope he doesn't know I fancy him. Well, you've just said it. So, he probably doesn't even know your name. It's fine. <laughs> if by any chance Adam Hills listens to this, <laughs> if I share this on my story, I will block, I'll mute him. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, the last leg, please share the podcast. Oh, yeah, that'd be Adam great. Hill, come on, bench unit. That'd be wicked. <laughs> you should. He's fine, man. If I haven't mentioned that already. <laughs> Anyway, um, we'll get you back on. <laughs> yes, you should do that. Where you pick, you're going to, weren't you? Pick two well, random people and get them on. To... Don't give it away yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have some good suggestions of pairings. Don't care. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Adam Hills on to David Mitchell. Um, I've always wanted to meet David Mitchell. I saw he was on the last leg that day, so I shamelessly emailed the producer and was like, "Can I come and watch?" And then I did. And then Adam Hills took me to the room to meet him. And he's a delight. That's what I mean about being shameless. It's it's bad, but good. <laughs> yeah, he seems lovely. And I'm so happy that's the actual truth. Yeah. Because there's so many people that seem lovely. And it's all just for the stage or for the screens or whatever. But on that front, in your celebrity touring that you've been doing, have you met anyone who seems lovely but isn't? Um, no. Yeah, okay. No. Have you met anyone who you thought might not be lovely but is? But- that um what's he called? Who was on TV last James Nesbitt, the Irish dude. Jimmy Nesbitt. You met Jimmy oh, Nesbitt. He, is that what he's called? Yeah. James, yeah, yeah. And he was sure. absolutely wasted and hilarious, but wasted. wasted. Yeah. He was on some dude's shoulders, like swearing at Ronan Keaton, who was singing. It was very weird. It was like, how am I in this situation? <laughs> um, but he was hilarious, but <clears throat> steaming. It's so funny, like he's obviously a Northern Irish slash I don't know if he would identify as Irish whatever but um, a lot of the times that you see him now is just like he'll be at a boxing match steaming just <laughs> living the dream like made enough money and did enough fun stuff that he's just having a nice time now and I, I respect it either on TV looking for a lost child or steaming <laughs> yeah he's t- he's typecast as the thing he is in like TV which is a detective or the thing he is which in real life, which is drunk man shouting at fighting people. <laughs> there is two modes. If you could meet anyone, who would it be? In the world? Yes. Um, 
that seems like a far too big a question to not have thought about before. But I guess it's something you think about when you're like 16 and you're like, LeBron James would be cool. But um, yeah, that would be cool. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of anyone, so I'll just say James. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you seen the stupid things of like, hey, would you take $100,000 or a lunch with Jay-Z? <laughs> and people are like, lunch with Jay-Z, the, the wisdom you'd get would be absolutely like priceless. You're like, Jay-Z came out and he was like, hey, take the 100K. I want to say Jay-Z just for that reason. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, it would probably just be like a celebrity who's who makes stuff that I enjoy. Like maybe honestly, like Kendrick Lamar or an NBA player, but me and Mark were trying to... You strike me as someone who'd say Khloe Kardashian. Pardon? You strike me as someone who'd answer with Khloe Kardashian. No, but in saying Kardashian, I do think meeting Pete Davidson would be really fun because he's not... Oh my God, Kanye, that would be absolute chaos. Um, I can't remember what led us to this conversation the other day, but I did say I'd really like to hang out with Pete Davidson. I'd just He's one of those people that I'd want to watch work like... The same way that I don't know if I'd want to hang out with Seth MacFarlane, who makes Family Guy, but I'd love to watch him watch people. Yeah. Like, just to Ooh. see what their brain does. You said Seth, and I wanted to say Seth. I thought you were going to say Seth Rogen because he's really like chilled out and seems cool now. I'd so that'd be fun. Oh, honestly, like my brain is just going to like different pop culture things I enjoy consuming now. And I'm like, is there an actor or whatever? And honestly, I'm like, Francis McDormand looks like a lot of fun. That might be good. But I don't know. I don't really have a good answer then. I just have lots of maybes. Cool. We'll make a list and we'll set, we'll do Amy's shameless inviting trick. We'll just put, put all the maybes on a list and email their agents. It's the Cohen brothers who famously just featured on my Minnesotans I like better than Rose Hollerman list. Oh yeah, did you catch that? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the guy who invented duct tape was on there. Yeah. Was <laughs> also a three-time NBA champion called Whitey Skoogs, which is the What best. a name! I know. Yeah, I want to meet him just for that. <laughs> um, he sounds like someone who was born a thousand years ago, though, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Should we move on with questions? Probably, yeah. So this is from Joe Wright. Why are you so sexy? <laughs> well, I've not got that yet. That's not from Joe Wright. Apologies, Joe Wright, whoever you may be. Joe Wright says, do you like the Four Lions movie? I Joe Wright, I went on a seven-hour date with him to Weatherspoons ages ago. <laughs> He's a nice man. Um, yes, I do. He knows cool. I do. Did he, he send anything was, offensive? That was literally Good. all he asked. Um, Amy, well, yeah. please stop looking at Mark's phone with the questions. You're um, really, really, you're, you're impacting our ability to just weed out the ones that yeah. we're not asking. Okay, so we're hitting a barrage of questions from your very own sister, Alice Conroy. We're <laughs> going to speed clip, round these. We're going to clip the first two because they're probably not overly podcast appropriate. But as you spotted a second ago, Alice asked, why are you so sexy? Or how are you so sexy? Question mark. <laughs> Runs in the family, girl. <laughs> There's Norwich jokes all over. Yeah, <laughs> Should we move on? Yes. Alice also uh, says, "Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only ten I see." I think I told her that one. <laughs> I'm going to have to play like, four I'm ones to play on points. Okay. Or I, oh wait, I got a good one. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're a state. 
<laughs> that's like it's like an anti pickup line. Hey, yeah. did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Because it looks like it did. <laughs> you ugly. <laughs> okay, last one from Alice. Hey, my name is Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight? Oh, and I wonder if she's single. These are appalling. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Alice, these were terrible. Thank you. <laughs> they were, but thanks. She she followed us as well, so we'll take it. Yeah. Um, Helen Freeman says London or Sheffield. And that didn't have a question mark, so I wonder if that's just a statement. statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, obviously, Sheffield's great because you guys are here. Oh, but um, I do feel quite suited to London. It just seems like a lot happening. Do you want to talk about all the life. parking tickets you got? No my news resolution is to not get any more parking tickets. Thank you very much. <laughs> Along with things like remember to drink water. <laughs> well, well done. How's Thank that you? Here? Okay. Adult. These are from Bench Unit's research assistant and James's wife, Anna. Bench Unit's researcher. I feel like I accidentally said the word assistant and I was like, hey, no, that's like <laughs> that's that's too low a position considering she made the list. Also, uh, I've told her many times, can you please tell her she is so stunning? Like on your wedding pictures, she looks gorgeous. Oh, amazing. Absolutely like, uh, like blows me away every time. Oh. Okay. You so, look good on your wedding day too. Oh, thanks. Um favorite memory of 2021. God, can we all say this? Because I need to think. Yeah, good. Everyone say well, that. We, uh, well, we, I, I got married and so did Mark, so I think we're... God, well, I can't. We, we, I can't we, how am I going to find that? I got my eighth coffee bean from Costa, so I now qualify for a latte. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> follow yours. That's um, way more than getting married. You also went to the Paralympics. Yeah, we well, seventh, so that's not going to be it, is it? <laughs> like, I've done, done three of those. Nah. Um, I think I moved to London. Something I've always wanted to do. Again, the itch that was scratched. Fair and, enough. Uh, Probably taking the break. Huh. Okay, also from Anna, what's your favourite sleep story on the car map? Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> you, fine man, fine voice. Do you need to answer any faster? <laughs> what's yours? I, I don't like any... I use Headspace because I don't like the fact that the car map has sleep stories read out by celebrities whose voices are really recognisable. Anyone who's listening that doesn't know, Cam is sort of a mindfulness and mental health app that also basically read you bedtime stories if you're struggling to sleep and they're really good and really effective i find they work for me and work for plenty of people i know but also i don't know it's like do you ever get when you see someone who's like famous and has a cameo in a tv show and you're like well no that's like that's obviously just ed sheeran in game of thrones now i'm just thinking about ed sheeran like yeah that's I, my brain does the same thing with the cam app like i'll be like half asleep and i'm like ah, oh, it's matthew mcconaughey what yeah. or like harry styles I never imagined Matthew McConaughey would read that sentence like that. It becomes like <laughs> yeah. an evaluation. I reckon I could read his story off by heart. If you want me to record myself saying his story, so you guys can listen to it falling asleep, just let I, me know. I'll pay me £10 and I'll happily do it. I will pay you several pounds to not do Deal. that, please. I'll take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> should we rapid fire these ones from Sophie Carrigal? Uh Sure. Let's do it. What's it like being such a badass queen? <laughs> Easy. Uh, wouldn't know. Would not know. Is <laughs> <laughs> that it? It's a natural answer. Okay. Favourite person to travel with is dot, 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 question mark, question mark, shrug emoji, shrug emoji. Yeah, well, that's fishing, isn't it? Yep, yeah, her, obviously. <laughs> uh, or someone so, rich would be quite fun. Services, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where do you see yourself in five years' time? Ah. Uh, 
I feel like I have no real life plan, um, as bad yeah, as that sounds. And I'm just, yeah, I feel like I should, but I'm very much just, uh, as cheesy as it sounds, living in the moment now. Well, think, five years, I don't know. Think how many of those Costa coffee beans you'll have ramped up in five years' time. I know. How many free lattes will I have? <laughs> um, will you be 42? <laughs> huh? Will you be 42? Oh, God. Actually, do we touch on this on the podcast? The no. uh, You guys are... <laughs> guys uh you and ben have the agreement about when you'll marry each other right so but in five years time you'll be five years closer to that but i can't remember what the cutoff age is well that's a good flex isn't it I can marry ben fox and get a free latte there we go <laughs> who's winning <laughs> sounds like the worst wedding reception of all time oh. get divorced and give him half a latte <laughs> <laughs> i love the idea of being a tv presenter in, okay cool speak it into existence slide it into the dms yeah yeah. Manifesting's a thing now, isn't it? Adam Hills will get you up and running on that, surely. Um, next up from Soph, is it true you have four boyfriends? You can't just sit quietly. <laughs> you can say no if you want. You can just say no and we'll move on. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, you've probably touched on this already, but Soph says best thing about living in London. Um, just the stuff. There's so much stuff happening all the time. But London burnout's a thing. My God, I'm having a lot of coffees. So I've qualified from a bean so quickly. <laughs> um, it's just everything you could possibly want is happening. Live drawing with cocktails. It's not something that's needed, but how good is that? You just draw naked people while wasted. Like, what, what a great way to spend your time. They wasted awesome. it all. <laughs> <laughs> just feel like, stop yeah. moving. They're, just... <laughs> They're wasted. All you have to do is find somebody slumped in a back alley. Away <laughs> you go. Um, probably draw, you'd probably draw a wasted person on a train if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've touched on the questions from Tom and April along the way. Uh, Dylan Cummings says, does Amy think I'd make a good model? Oh, he sent me a Christmas shoot of himself. Yes, he would. He's a fine man, Dylan. <laughs> okay, we need to speak about that after the episode. <laughs> Dylan Cummings, my sweet, sweet boy. <laughs> sweet, sweet boy. Okay. I love him so, so much. much. Um, an account with the name M Chancellor says, who is your role model apart from your sis? Uh, Easy, my dad. Fair. Uh, same account says, what's next for you? We want more Amy content on our screens. I don't. I don't. But oh. <laughs> um, Probably winning this Women's League. Work it. <laughs> no. Um, I have no idea. Um, I've got some cool stuff in the works. I'm not allowed to speak about it yet. But, uh, okay, so people can just keep their eyes peeled for that, but yes. you're not allowed to say what it is. Cool. You're good at this. Um, same account. <laughs> thanks. Same account says, "Who's your favourite wheelchair basketball player from the Blue Badgers, Brixton?" Who, who's the? <laughs> it's blue? a great unpc name, isn't it? My sister did the um, Inspire Generation scheme and ran some sessions in London, and loads of able-bodied people genuinely fell in love with the game. Like, doesn't that make you happy? Oh wow! So it's such a good game, isn't it? And the fact that. I don't know. People would That's just so get cool. really loving it. We've got some more Ayakas on our hands. Um, there's an adorable man there called Roger. Um, I think he was shot in Colombia and he's so cute. And he gets up at four in the morning to go for a push in the park every day because he doesn't like dogs. Um, so he's my favourite player. Like, <laughs> what an adorable man. I wish I was Roger. <laughs> um, all you have to do is get up at four in the morning and you could be. <laughs> And go to Colombia and get, <laughs> get shot, shot if you really want. It's like one of those, like, you see those stupid, like, ah. Ben Affleck's daily routine wake up at four because you're afraid of dogs <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got another account from 
I don't know who this is, says rhug567. Why don't you have a rotator on your prosthetic? Oh, so I don't know what that is. Cool. Sounds cool. <laughs> Job done. Would that mean the foot rotates around? I feel like that would be unnecessary. At AXA, get on it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're listening and you're this person, please feel free to message Amy and tell her what a rotator is because she doesn't know. And I feel like myself and James would be ill-qualified to try and guess at what it might be. Well, grammatically, I could have an idea, but I don't know what it rotates. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've touched on this already, but we've had an account. Uh, message from Helen... A-W-Y-S-O, I don't know how, if that's an acronym or what, but do you have any role models? Again, can I say my dad again? Yeah, sure. Yes. This. Or anybody else. When you meet him, you will see. Okay. He, oh, he's just so great. Just the kindest, strongest person. I'll stop, carry on. <laughs> and last one, outside of basketball, what are you most proud of, achievements or personal attributes? Personal attributes? Oh, personality? <laughs> None, I no. I wouldn't be pass. proud of that. If I yeah, mean. exactly. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Scraping the barrel for lots of there. What am I most proud of? Um, living in London a personality trait? Plenty of people seem to think it is. <laughs> they do, don't they? Um, most proud of? Is it your ability I, to make friends on the tube? <laughs> um, I saw a horrendous quote that someone put in the GB Women's Facebook group that was, um, true success or true winners have the ability to go from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. What a horrible quote. I feel like that sums me up. <laughs> That's my special skill. <laughs> I'm a loser, but I'm happy. <laughs> Perseverance would maybe be the, the, the sort of positive spin on that. And to be fair, I think it might be fitting. that's all our questions so that's the end of that particular gold mine do you have anything else before we get out of here me or james either of you well the question about where i live my answer we're we're not answering the question about where you live um no but just it's so fun chatting to you guys cool Thanks. It's a bit chaotic, though. It was a bit chaotic, but that's... There's going to be some editing to be done, but not as much as last time, so thanks. Oh, yeah, we haven't dissed uh, you don't, who don't, yet. Don't, don't. <laughs> okay, before Amy gets us all in deep trouble, we are going to get out of here. Um, shall we give a quick mention to what we're going to do about rounding up the games at some point? Uh, yeah, so we, we obviously, through the start of the season... Pre-Christmas, we were spending our weekly podcast just talking about the games. We haven't gotten that up and running yet because there were only a handful of games and even fewer that were worth talking about with a couple of different things. So we'll get back to that at some point. We'll talk about the games that are worth talking about from last weekend in the interim at some point between now and next week. And then we'll probably get back to talking about them all. Decent. Back on schedule before, as you mentioned earlier, we take another year and a half break. Who's yes. next? We don't know. Ooh. We don't Ooh, plan suspense. that far ahead. If anyone has any ideas on who we should have on next, let me know. Who do you think we should have? You know my next? opinion. I think you should get Flipsky and Will Bonner in together. <laughs> I think that was a great idea. <laughs> well, that's going to go terribly. <laughs> do you ever get coaches on? Uh, we haven't but we haven't had yet could do get Vander Linden on <laughs> his English huh? I said how's Vander Linden's English good I think okay cool. we'll go from there cool alright All right. we'll get out of here thank you for listening everybody we hope you've enjoyed 
Amy's ramblings and, well, in addition to our usual ramblings, I guess, we've been given a run for our money here. <laughs> was that bad? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee was strong. Anything to plug before you go, Amy? Plug. Mm. Do you want to tell us about anything you've got going on? Modeling, business, whatever Social it may be. Um, no, but I think you guys should get sponsored by Max Muscle. I think you should hold that and then send them a picture of you holding it. Right, okay, but you know we're not on camera here. Maybe you can screenshot. Okay. Right. I think you that should so good. I think, I think you should tell them to sponsor us personally, but yeah. whatever. I think you should do some of, some of your shameless um email <laughs> inbox crawling on our behalf. How does that sound? Happily. Or, or at least teach us how to. But anyway, right. right. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, share, subscribe, do all that nonsense if you feel like it. If you don't, don't worry about it. We just do it for us. Cool. Thanks Keep for listening. Take it easy. Cheers, Keep Amy. Questions good. Peace out. <laughs>